0: Have you heard the phrase, water off a duck's back? Well, in today's episode, we're going to show you how you can make it your life's mantra. If you allow people's opinions or adversity or even bigotry to live rent-free in your head, then this is the episode for you. But before we get into that, a quick announcement. Following Spotify and YouTube's guidelines, there's some really Close to the knuckle stuff that we've had to censor out. If you want to listen to the full, unedited, unbleeped audio, please buy a copy of the book to get yourself a complimentary bronze membership to our membership site. Go to Wealthhead Freelancer to get yourself a copy of the book. Let's go.
1: Morning, everyone.
0: John, I love you.
1: Don't do it. I'm feeling sick already, mate.
0: Listeners, I was <laughs> late. Yeah, I'll hold my hands up. John, John sounded like shit yesterday, so I get a free pass. He sounded like utter crap. Yeah, because this hang, fucking hang on, thing. That, who, hey, no, no, let me finish, John. No, no, let's be clear about what you mean. I want to stick up for you. I want to stick up for you. I don't need sticking up for. Uh, no, no, I don't want the listeners to get upset with you. So, so guys, yeah, you're going to be upset. It sounded shit. We've just got me sorted out, and now all of a sudden, John's having issues. John's <laughs> just... 13 years to 70. Yeah, he struggles with technology, the poor thing. So (laughs) we'll we'll give him a, (laughs) we'll let him have this one, the poor bugger, because he sounds good today. He figured it out, so a round of applause is due. Right.
1: When we when we say John felt sounded like shit, what he means is the the sound quality. Not John was in a bad place because John was in a great place.
0: (laughs) (laughs) John was ranty yesterday. Yeah.
1: So. Well, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. And I hope people understand this. You know, when I rant, there's no emotional content apart from humor. I'm not angry. I often get people saying on places like LinkedIn, well, the, LinkedIn is the only social media I post on personally. The rest is, is just done otherwise. But people say, oh, you're angry. And, you know, I think I'm not. I <laughs> Really, I'm not. Apart from anything else, do they, do they really believe that their words on LinkedIn are going to evoke a reaction of anger. I mean, I can't think of anything more pointless than getting angry at someone else's posts on the social media. Why would you do that? I mean, are we not in control of our emotions? We're not fucking toddlers, are we?
0: No, but I, I always tell myself that that Jonathan McCulloch isn't the man that turns up. The evil bull genius isn't the man that turns up to these podcasts. I, I like to think it's his his twin brother, the slightly feistier jaunty, that turns up. <laughs>
1: told you that was my nickname?
0: That was Victoria, <laughs> wasn't it? John T. bitch!
1: <laughs> she's... <laughs> Next time I see her, she.
0: <laughs> You're listening, Victoria La Bouchardière. Spicy Jonty turns up. The negatives, let's Ah, I
1: will do now. Anyway. So, yeah. So Tell us on the menu today. It's resilience, isn't it? Fundamentals, there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Some, some, some jaunty fellow who takes himself far too seriously wants to yeah, talk right. about the fundamentals of resilience.
1: Now we know that's bollocks. I mean, I don't mind being insulted, but I don't have people. You know, I, I will not tolerate people making shit up about me. I do not take myself seriously at all. <laughs> Life's ridiculous. I mean, any, any, any life where death is inevitable cannot be taken seriously. Surely. Yeah. Why would you? I, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I also think, you know, if you if you if you take yourself so seriously and my dad was like this, my dad couldn't laugh at himself. If you can't laugh at yourself, you've got no business laughing at anyone. And that kind of means laughing at anything, because the vast majority of humour somehow it, it, it revolves around other people's misfortune in some way to a greater or lesser extent. A good example would be the autistic reporter on The Onion. It's fucking hilarious. But there's no doubt about it. It's making fun of autistic people, but only someone with a fundamental lack of sense of humour, autistic or not, would laugh at that. In fact, the only people I've ever seen objecting to that are neurotypical, saying it's
0: insulting to autistic people.
1: Well, I tell you what, I don't know a single autistic person who thinks it's insulting at all. It's fucking hilarious.
0: Yeah, it's always the way, isn't it? It's uh, white middle-aged women virtue signalling.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I saw one on LinkedIn yesterday. I don't want to keep bringing up LinkedIn, but I couldn't avoid this one. It was a, a very
0: attractive
1: middle-class white woman ranting about middle-class white people's privilege. Clearly, it was just meant to grow her. It, I mean, she's a, basically, she's, a, she's an, a wannabe influencer growing a, her, her flock. And of course, she had loads of echo chamber comments. I found it so disingenuous and just so frankly annoying. I just blocked her. I don't dislike the woman. I don't have any opinion about her at all, but I don't need that shit in my feed. You know,
0: I'm very careful what I let into my brain. Yeah, as you should be. As you should be. And th- there was something about a uh, a pharmacist that you wanted to mention, John. Tell me about the pharmacy, John. <laughs> well, talk about resilience. Tell me about the pharmacy. Yeah, I will do. Talk about resilience,
1: though. I mean... When most most people, we talk about resilience, um, most people, and with good reason, even the Stoics, because they didn't have social media, um, they, they tend to think about big things like death of a family, uh, death in the family, or maybe the loss of a, a, a pet, or uh, losing your job, losing a substantial you know, big big life events, important stuff, injury, illness, death, disease, that kind of thing. But it's not that at all. It, I mean... We should be teaching resiliency in schools to, to children because let's take bullying before we go into the pharmacy thing. Take bullying. Bullying is wrong. I won't tolerate it. I wouldn't tolerate my children doing it and I won't tolerate them having it done to them or indeed anyone else. Yeah? Similarly, I won't tolerate women being assaulted in the street or treated badly. You know, it makes me laugh. Women demand that you know men should step in and do that kind of thing. Well, if you stop ranting for a little while, ladies, you will realise that... Strong, assertive, confident, decent men will do that anyway without being told or asked. That's what we do, you know. But anyway, um, we should be resilience is also about the, what I consider to be the really little inconsequential things that people blow up beyond all proportions, such as, you know, usually women. To be fair, but men get it too. But of course, their opinions don't count in this. Um, getting inappropriate DMs and connection requests, and I get them from women. Some of them, most of them, are evidently um, scams, you know. I'm the, the lonely daughter of a Russian billionaire. I saw your profile online. I'm looking for romance and maybe something more, you know. Oh, great. That happens to me all the time. That does. It's fucking amazing, you know. Uh, but, but equally, I, I get occasionally inappropriate DMs and connection requests from women who've seen my half-naked Saturday pictures, and they're making lewd comments, you know. What, what don't I do? I don't get angry about it or upset because I've kind of put myself out there. That's not victim blaming, by the way. That's just inevitable. If you put pictures of yourself half naked on social media, you are going to get comments. You know, I wish people would take that that seriously because it, it's going to happen. Whether it's right or not isn't the point. It's going to happen.
0: Yeah, whether it should happen doesn't matter. But it's going to, and this is the point. So yeah.
1: you know, bad shit of all of for all values of bad shit. Are going to happen. So ultimately, you are going to die. That's probably the worst of it. Or you're going to maybe you're going to suffer horribly first. That's the, the ultimate of, of worst shit that's going to happen. But equally, you're going to get people saying negative things about you, your appearance, uh, maybe your sex, your gender identity, your sexual persuasion, your color, um, your neurotype, whatever. It's going to happen. You can't stop it happening, and nor should you be able to because that's freedom of speech. You know? And I'm not talking about this people assaulting you or or insulting you to your face and being aggressive yeah I'm talking about people just making disparaging comments in general. If you don't like it, stay off social media so part of resilience is learning to accept the fact that people will say nasty things and not reacting emotionally to it and feeling shit and then go and ranting about it and I've seen people say they've seen comments on LinkedIn for instance, and they've been so upset they've not logged in for two days well why 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 are you allowing other people? To live rent-free in your head like that. Now, case in point, the pharmacist. I went to a pharmacy in Bantry a couple, of three weeks ago. And I went, the, the woman, I tried to buy something, and the woman eventually said, it would be a lot easier next time if you got a, brought a letter from your doctor. Two things here. I was buying over-the-counter painkillers. Second thing is she only spoke to me like that because I was autistic. And clearly so, because I had a badge that said so. She would not have said that to a a neurotypical person. The only reason she was saying it was because I was autistic. Well, what's that if it's not ableism and bigotry? It is no different qualitatively from a man mansplaining to a woman or uh, uh, following a black person around the shop in case they try to steal something. Same thing, stereotyping and treating someone differently because of their difference. Well, when I mentioned this to people, I I was resilient about it. I actually used it as a source of humor and indeed content for my marketing. Email, post on LinkedIn, this podcast. And it was fucking funny. Me and Sarah laughed all the way home about it. Whereas many people would get upset and angry and demand that someone do something. Maybe raise a complaint with her boss or something. Now, I could have said to her on the spot, would you be speaking to me this way if I wasn't autistic? And she'd probably think, shit, no, I wouldn't. You know, Maybe that would have been a learning experience for her. I don't care sufficiently to educate her. I'm just not that bothered. But most people, it seems, would get really angry about it. it they, they turn it almost into a cause. Now, resilience is just letting these things wash over you. It's not suppressing your emotions, by the way. It's controlling them. Difference, a big difference.
0: It's your own fault, though.
1: Probably. <laughs> yeah, I keep getting vaccinated. Speaking of speaking of which, I, I've got my flu jab at noon today.
0: Oh, have you? I'd mind the yeah. last week. Sorry to cut across you, but it is your fault, mate, because you asked for it because you wore the fucking badge, you autistic cunt. Yes, that's true.
1: Well, of course, I actually had one, one person kind of hint that it served me right because, you know, white... Straight, straight, well, hang on, it served me right, because now the the jack boot is on the other foot. I'm a straight, white, cisgendered, um, middle-aged male, and now I'm experiencing what other people experience. Well, here's the thing, maybe she's right, maybe it does serve me right, maybe it is good for me to experience it on the other side. But that doesn't change the fact it was one, ableist, and two, double standards. Because the woman pharmacist was a young woman of about 25. I could almost guarantee she was one of the, she'd was have been one of these woke people at university, championing women's rights and fucking ranting about mansplaining. For all we know, that's what she does. Maybe I'm guilty of a stereotype there, but she, she seemed the type. You know, It's just double fucking standards. And I, I, that's one thing I find really objectionable about the woke. They're double standards in hypocrisy.
0: Yeah. Double stands stupid. One, um, whoever that was, is a fool. But they're absolutely right. You're a better person for having gone through that to experience a bit bigger truth, to experience a bit of you know, I, I don't want to use the word hate, but to be <laughs> to be essentially mocked for for your shortcomings. I think that only makes you stronger. I, th- I, I think that's a good thing. One of the best things that ever happened to me, uh, because I've never been more embarrassed, and anything that is. Uh, you, you experience that is extreme, can only make you stronger. I was 10 years old. I had just had a my hip reconstructed, big hunks of plastic whacked in there. And I was in a wheelchair. I was in a wheelchair for uh, over six months. Had to like, essentially learn to walk again and whatnot. Um, I'm, I was a fat little kid. I, I was fat not long ago. I wanted a fucking Burger King. So we were going around Windsor. Uh, we'd been to see the castle. I, I, like, I like castles. And I was like, I want Burger King. A fat little cunt in a wheelchair she should be told no. You need some fucking superfoods. Anyway, we go to Burger King. I order my Whopper, of course I do, uh, and I'm like, Annie, I, I need a, I need the toilet. And she's like, Okay, all right. Uh, let me just find out where that is because I'm in a wheelchair, obviously. So she goes up and she says, uh, I can see that your toilets are downstairs. Uh, do you have a disabled toilet up here or if it's downstairs, you have got a lift? They were like, Oh no, no disabled toilets. Um. Everything's down the stairs. And she was like, well, my, my grandson needs, needs the toilet. And they look over and they see me red-faced, round, red-faced, spotty, uh, <laughs> squirming whilst I'm trying to hold this shit in. Also, slightly eager because I'm looking forward to my whopper.
1: Sounds, sounds like you're trying to squeeze a whopper out, to be fair. <laughs> yeah.
0: And they said, they said, oh, we can carry him down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh man
0: and there's two things there <laughs> no they fucking wouldn't have I was a big kid the second are you kidding me <laughs> and the third is you need a shit I'm gonna do this all over you <laughs> yeah exactly so, so my nan says you what <laughs> and at this point it's hilarious because I wheel over in my wheelchair and I'm like nan I really need the toilet then nan went they just said they'd carry you down I was like I'm not having that I'm in agony they ain't touching me, so Fucking I just no. yeah. I had to. Uh, yeah, you
1: can guess where it went. Oh man, that is horrible. Fucking hilarious though. Well, here's the thing, right? I mean, we don't. And uh, uh, people need to understand this. Um, no amount, no matter how we feel about an event, whether it's good or bad, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't change the fact the event happened. We don't, you know, say you've been I know, raped or you've had your child motored by a fucking drunk driver. They're the real fucking horrific stuff. What happens after that is entirely up to you. And I'm not, I'm not saying these things are easy or, that, or, that, or, you, or being dismissive. But what I am saying is you, you have a choice of how you go on after them for all events, great and small. That's the only choice you have. The event has happened. You can't change that. But you do get to choose what you do next. And if you, if you allow these things to have a negative effect over a long period of time, well, that's entirely on you. I mean, I know someone, a, a woman, she's now 46. She had an abortion 31 years ago when she was 15, and she's still going on about it and blaming her parents for it. You know? Whether or not it was right, whether, whether, or, you know, whether they could have handled it better, I don't know. All right. And I'm certainly not criticising of having an abortion. I mean, that's a woman's right. Um, but the fact is, she's using it as a hook to hang all of her misery on. And she's done it repeatedly over the last... I've known her for 25, 26 years. She's done it... A- Any time things get bad, it's all about the abortion. Well, that's that's fucking stupid. Well, you know. Acknowledge... I mean, a- a being, be- being stoic is about acknowledging what's happened and then moving on from it, really. I saw a, a feminist... Article for one of these ranting feminists about how she thought stoicism was a white male privilege, believe it or not. Um, because it, she 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 seemed to t- well th- this is this is their confirmation bias to kicking in. Um, she she took it to be uh, how it was being when we say we're indifferent to things. It was almost a, about not caring about them. Well, it's not quite like being indifferent to it means you don't allow it to control your emotions. You you recognize it's a shitty situation and you can still work to do something about it. All right. So we had stoic soldiers fighting in armies, for instance. Yeah? It is not about accepting things and, and then saying, well, we resigned to it. We can't do anything about it. But what it is about is it's not about suppressing your emotions. It's about controlling them and not allowing adverse events and situations and circumstances to dictate. Your feelings. So Victor Frankl was in this concentration camps. He in endured the most horrific treatment. Okay. None of that was in any way, shape, or form good, right or proper, and he never said it was. But what they couldn't do was control went on what, what control what went on up here. Yeah, so this this feminist woman who's saying it's about suppressing your emotions, it's in, you know, she was saying it's it's about white privileged males keeping us down saying we should just grin and bear all this stuff. It's nothing of the sort. You can still work to achieve a result without getting emotionally involved in it. And if you and I'll even go further and say, you know, if you if if you base your if you base your happiness, your tranquility, your, your peace of mind, your equanimity, your um your your sense of self and purpose and self-esteem and worth on achieving. External results, when I made a million pounds, if I, if I win the race, if I become the strongest man in the world, if I grow a million pound business, all things which are absolutely beyond your control because there's always someone else and other things out there. If you base your your all those things on external events, you are setting yourself up for misery. Being stoic is about turning your attention inwards and asking the simple question, did I do my best? Am I doing my best? And if the answer is yes then why are you not happy? Because there's nothing else more you could do and there's nothing else more anyone else could do. And people who are doing better than you objectively from the outside, making more money, lifting heavier weights, whatever, well, their best is just a little bit more effective than your best. But you can't do any better, so why are you worrying about it? You know? It it drives me nuts that people are so fucking tied up with shit they can't... We talked about it yesterday, didn't we? But you got the quadrant... People are so worried about things they, they can't control, yet they don't focus on the things they can. Thoughts, feelings, actions. It baffles me. It really does. Resilience, yeah.
0: Resilience is a rarity.
1: It is. We should, we should be teaching it in schools. I get why we're not, you know. We're not teaching it in schools because a resilient, educated, self-reliant population doesn't need a government and politicians really don't want that you know they they want us to, they want us to embrace the nanny state because that's what people like That I'm not talking conspiracies here but politicians like to lord it over us and they like nothing more than to have the flock begging for the shepherd well I don't need a fucking shepherd and resilient people don't need shepherds that really upsets the shepherds because the shepherds are out of a job then
0: well I th- I, I think that's something to talk about another day because uh otherwise <laughs> i i think that could be a good episode uh i don't know what we'd call it though like things that are inbuilt into society that hold us back in many ways one being the political system
1: unseen chains mate unseen chains unseen chains okay all right you see the, the chains that bind us the tightest are the ones we don't even know we're wearing Things like other people's opinions, peer pressure, social norms,
0: you know. Perfect. John, do me a favor. Whack that in the podcast chat. I can't do that right now because I'm terrified if I move this mic, it will the cable will fall out. Uh, and I want to do a whole episode on it because otherwise, otherwise it could sound a little bit conspiracy theorist. And I'd, I'd, I'd like us to have the time to be able to talk that through and talk it out. Because otherwise people will think we're whack jobs. They already think we're sexist and everything else so are we not all those things uh, we are but we we don't want people to know the truth however i do want to take a step back and take you back to what you were saying about school and i want to talk to you about kids and just to add to the list i want to talk to you about taking responsibility for what your kids can access and managing their access to various things because uh, th- there's been some dreadful news recently out here, some l- genuinely dreadful news.
1: Yeah, well, well, yeah. I mean, again, taking it in a stoic fashion, it's un- it's it's pretty horrific, but there's not a lot you can do about it. Um, but there's a lesson to be learned here, and it's not the lesson that it's I think dreadful. people... Think. Yeah, it is dreadful, but uh, it's not the lesson I think most people will want to take away from this. A-, a young girl... Now, I read about it in an Irish news outlet, but I don't know whether it happened in the UK or in Ireland. It could be either. But basically a coroner has just ruled uh, a, a young girl, basically she was <laughs> and she went a bit too far and she died. Now, whether she died of her injuries or died of an infection, again, I don't know, but she was basically she was watching material, looking at material on places like Tumblr and these websites for. <laughs> and what the parents are doing, admittedly, they're distraught, you know, and quite understandable, I suppose. The, the, what's happening now is people saying, oh, the, it, it's, it's the fault of social media. It's the fault of the people posting this material. No, it isn't. This girl, if you're allowing your kids to have unfettered access to the internet and you're not checking it in any way, shape or form, that's on you as a parent. You know, Because the danger is, you mm-hmm. see, what, what these people are doing and what always happens is they're asking the government to do something. Well, that means more censorship. Now, I'm not, again, I'm not saying that people posting posting that stuff, um, especially if they're doing it to encourage people to harm themselves. I'm not saying that's right or proper or even a decent thing to do. Um, I would I would hope the the publishers of that material, as in the the platform owners, would would take moves to stop it if they can. But it's not uh, it's not something for government to get involved in, and it's certainly not something for for parents to abdicate the responsibility for their parent for their children's access to, to internet. I mean, if you think about it, it's not a lot different from people, and you see this all the fucking time on LinkedIn. People saying you should be careful what you post because other people's mental health might be affected. Well, seriously, if you are of a if you cannot go onto social media and you cannot control your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, you probably shouldn't be on social media. Okay? It's not for others to moderate what they write. Because where do we stop this? You know I, I, you've seen these videos, I'm sure, of vegans going into uh, restaurants and causing a fuss. So it's not beyond the realms of possibility for a vegan to say, stop posting pictures of you and your kids in McDonald's because it upsets me. It makes me angry and sad and, and upset. And people saying, yeah, her mental health is really important. It's a fucking picture of a child in McDonald's. You know? Don't like it. Fuck off social media. Go and sort yourself out Then come back. If you, if you can't stand the fucking heat, stay out the fucking kitchen and keep your kids out the kitchen too if they can't stand it. Why is your fucking child <laughs> and you don't know this? How is that happening? How are they seeing this stuff and you don't know it? And if you do know it, why aren't you do something about it? And yes, by the way, listeners, I do have experience with this with children. So with your
0: advice, thank you. Yeah, we won't get into that too much. But if anyone was to try and uh, go at you for that, you 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 have got quite the, well, you've got quite the uh, the ace in the pack, <laughs> quite the pedigree. Thank you. Wasn't me, by the way. Well, uh, yeah, and well, <laughs> thinking for you sounds like <laughs> with that well, that massive brain of yours just sent shockwaves through your body. Yesterday, I think this is a good place to wrap it up, buddy. There's there's nothing else that we wanted to talk about, is there? I think we should talk a bit more about me what about you i don't know
1: there's just so much to say isn't there hey well i'm having my my flu jab so tomorrow i'll be autism 3.1 up-leveled
0: well good job we're not talking tomorrow because fuck me i don't want to deal with that
1: <laughs> it right, might have set in and really really fucking taken hold by monday though
0: oh christ yeah all right i'm ill monday i'm booking it in
1: cool all right well everyone if you want more right. exposure to our ways and seriously joking aside i know we do this in a humorous way resilience is a huge thing it's one of the most important topics in in life anyone's life so it should be and it forms a huge part of what we teach you know um we don't teach stoicism as a topic but we teach what stoicism teaches in many areas we don't go into the whole philosophy thing unless you really want to resilience is the big one and we we touch on it in wealthhead freelancer we do it more in gold and we really hit it hard in elite um, because being stoic is really key to leadership now i've never attended a leadership course i don't think i've even read a book on leadership i've got my own style but it's powerful and effective and it's predicated on on well it's called the stoic leadership and attitude model um, and it works very well and it gets great results and people seem to like me um, but, well, they, know, they don't like me. They respect me, which is a different thing. Um, because as a leader, you're not there to be popular, you're there to be effective. So if you're interested in what we've been talking about, come into our world because it will serve you well. It's all applicable to business. It really is. Well, fedfreelancer.com, it costs you £5 pounds and it could change your life within 30 days. And if it doesn't, double your money back on the free pizza. Can't say fairer than that. Can't say fairer than that.
0: Bye bye, fuckers.